All right, look like we're live, and um, just make sure all the sound is good. Everything's on the up and up. Hopefully, everybody can come through and uh, give us a, you know, yeah, everybody give us a chat and give us a listen and get everything going. DJ, I thought you were gonna be late. Well, late for you more than later than usual. Oh well, you know I am. I'm like the last minute for me to be putting this thing up, so I actually had time. So. This is first and frame rates episode sixty nine. I am VF Baller. Bills oh, four. Right, it is episode sixty nine. Yeah, it is <laughs> sixty nine. Yeah, that can go so many ways. I'm VF Baller. You got Bills four. DJ eighty one. The crew is back together for another week of topics as far as sports and sports gaming. I fulfilled the promise that I said I was going to do. I'm going to start adding wrestling to the podcast and. This is a perfect time to do so with the AEW pay-per-view. I know my guys over here, they watched it. They can give us insight because I'm still a newbie. I, I, I still feel like I'm a newbie when it comes to wrestling. I haven't watched it in almost you know, 12, 13 years. So it's going to be new to me, and I can learn something. And I actually want to be able to speak on it as well. So like I said, this is a perfect time. Um, we're also going to talk about this gaming addiction. Uh, uh, I can't. I was. I've been fumbling with this episode before we even started. Gaming addiction article. Um, our first intro to sports. Bill's been wanting to talk about that for about two months now, and the NBA Finals is going to start uh, later on um, as of this live uh, podcast. What's going on, Chris Thomas? How you doing? Thanks for coming through. You've always been a loyal listener. We really appreciate that. And Bills, what's been going on with you all week? Um, same shit, different week, just working on limbo. Okay. Yeah, just, um, just working on limbo and, um, you know, getting that shit together so I can release that. I already got a radio station that's going to play it. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, everybody else is doing their payola bullshit, so let's get some substance out here, and I won't have to actually pay. It'll just be because, you know, the the song is good. So, um, you know, just. No, no doubt. I definitely, I mean, there's no doubt in my, not, my mind. I know you, you just, you're going to put out quality, so that's it's all good. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. DJ, what's been going on with you? Nothing much. I'm nice. It's nice to report that I'm about 85 90% healed. Okay, miraculous rib injury, uh, healing powers that I have, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a struggle, but I feel like I can. It looks like it's about to go down on Sunday, so first playoff game, I'm ready. Okay, so you, you, you back in action. Yeah, until somebody punches me in the ribs. Um, they punch you in the ribs. We're gonna, we're gonna have to handle that. I was gonna say, I'll, I'll take a flight down real quick. <laughs> that was like, we got to handle that. You gonna take a six-hour road trip? Hey, he was about hey, to take. Was... A, hey, hey, listen, he was about to take a road trip to handle twenty-one oh, and twenty-one. Oh. Back up. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he, oh. Am I lying, Bills? Am I lying? Uh man, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay kosher. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay kosher on on this podcast. Hey, but it's you true. Know, I mean, yeah. twenty twenty one hung up that jersey quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey. his, his his biggest rival was ACL. 
I was about to say <laughs> his biggest rival is his own body. But. <laughs> well, anyway, before we get into the topics, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. E3 is irrelevant. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to touch on this really quick. E3 is absolutely irrelevant. You've seen Death Stranding. That trailer come out. The, the new Call of Duty trailer come out. A lot of other leaks has been coming out. It looks like everybody is being pretty much hush-hush outside of Microsoft. It looks like Microsoft's going to try to take that lane to actually talk about their stuff on at E3. But um, two things real quick. I like the Death Stranding trailer compared to what everybody else is talking about. I mean, I'm really interested. Me and DJ talked about this last night. Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed it, but there's a lot of Metal Gear Solid in that game, and nobody really yep. compared it and even try to look at that. A lot of Metal Gear Solid aspects are in the game. It, it just gives me a whole Metal Gear Solid feel based on the gameplay I saw. And um, Modern Warfare looks really good. And um, I didn't watch the trailer. I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you saw need to go watch it. I didn't watch the trailer. You, you gotta it. go watch it. I think I think you would like it. It looks like it looked like a remaster of a remaster. Oh, they're saying it's a it's a reboot. Okay, uh, that makes series. sense. Then. So no, that, that a lot of sense. stuff. A lot of stuff that I saw in that trailer was familiar with what I've seen and played in the past. Okay, so is it so from what I saw, it looked like a remaster of of Call of Duty Four again. It looked like it's, it's yeah. another reboot of it, not a remaster, but it's like a reboot of it of it, which is not a bad thing because that to me that's still probably like my favorite Call of Duty outside of the first Black Ops. And so it's it it looks good. I mean, I don't want to dwell on that too much because you know it's it's not much to talk about their trailers. Well, but. The main thing I get out of it is that they've ran out of ideas for Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's I think what that the main thing I can get out of it is thank God we're going back to modern shooters. At the very least, I agree. At the very mm -hmm. least, absolutely. Because I I would like for them to go to a modern shooter with the uh, hopefully this um this modern warfare is a reboot but with a different story instead of just trying to do the whole thing over because I heard it was somewhat supposed to be a prequel of modern warfare call of duty 4 and I'm okay with that but you kind of know some what of those scenes look similar to I had to say it again some of those scenes look similar to ones that I've seen in call of duty 4 so yeah so it's like so we kind of know what we're getting into which kind of sucks because like Bill said you want to see a modern game but you want to see like different storytelling. I mean, that's the thing. I'm mainly an online shooter guy at this point. I care about the story, but not as much as I care about the online. I am much more interested in the fact that online is going to be boots on the ground, modern day shooter, because Battlefields dropped the ground, uh, dropped the um, ball not once, but now twice. Yeah, because I mean, they haven't got back to Battlefield 4, and it's, it's yeah. a shame that they haven't, so. you know, expanded on that. But the problem with that is, even with the online shooter, if you're dealing with a game that has that type of storyline, the online is probably going to be somewhat similar to what you had back then, which is, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it just seemed like, like DJ said, it's not that very innovative compared yeah. to what they, you know, what they, it's easy, it's, it's very easy to do something of that nature because, especially, you can like, parallel a lot of stuff with current events i mean that's what they did throughout the ps3 era yeah. like it was a lot of a lot of the Some games that came out was like based on a lot of current events when there was modern shooters mm -hmm. so i mean it especially with stuff going on now but you know that's a different story yeah. um outside of that i'm glad to see it and then we don't have to wait for e3 so i mean it, a lot of leaks is coming out early so e3 is going to be somewhat bland i'm like actually 
kind of sad to that, but at the same time, I'm actually excited. Right, I'm gonna give you guys a copy of this uh this article right here. Um, I'm gonna put it in the, I put it in the Google Hangout chat so you can look at it. Um, uh, a lot of um uh I can't remember who did it, but video game addiction becomes an official mental disorder, and uh, oh, yeah, it, it, they done it. It's a controversial decision by who World Health Organization. That's what it is, and um. It's actually interesting because of this has been the ongoing battle for a while now. And um just wondering if it's uh um an addiction, if it's nothing could be a disorder, it could uh, be something that'll mess up with daily people daily lives, um, change their behavior or whatever the case may be. Doug Thomas, what's going on? Doug and Chris, brothers. <laughs> no, I just messing. What's going on, yeah. Doug Thomas? Thanks for coming through. But um just wanted to know about uh, what your your guys' thoughts about this. Is it something that you know can carry weight, or is it just another thing that they're trying to get in between games and gamers and trying to another way of possibly regulating what's going on in the gaming world? Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I may shock some people, but I'm actually in agreement with this. Okay. And the main thing that I agree with is the fact that it could possibly interfere with real life, possibly interfere where like uh, people who may be unemployed, they get into, they play their games a little too long versus, you know, filling out job applications, uh, having to meet people to go on interviews. I've heard of people canceling uh, appointments, like real life appointments, dates, just to fall back to playing their video games. So okay. I, I really don't see this as a way of getting in the way of gaming that in the way that it has in the past, because I know the past grievances with gaming have been, you know, uh, related to violence, which right, still yeah, that's is true. unfounded to this day. So I think as long as we have that fight won on the on the separation between video game and violence, we're good. I think, again, it's good that who is recognizing this as a disorder so people can get help because there are people that definitely need it. And to have it go unrecognized um, would, do, would be a travesty for those that, you know, really do need it. Now, for those of us that don't need it, then we don't have to worry about it. And that's the biggest thing. If you don't need it, if you don't feel like if you're like, going about your regular day, you're not doing anything that, you know, gaming is not detracting from your regular day and actual life outside, like your room and stuff like that, then you're fine. Okay. What about you, Bills? I don't agree with this at all. Um, I've had people tell me that music was an addiction of mine, and I wanted to slap the shit out of them. I have I have several times done shit that would quote unquote jeopardize my social life as far as music is concerned. But the difference was it was a passion of mine. I think that people need to be very careful about listing passions as addictions. What they prioritize in their life and what other people prioritize in theirs are completely different things. So, I mean, I don't know how you can just call something an addiction just because you think that people are prioritizing it over things that they view as more important. That's that's utterly ridiculous to me. 
I, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the the article right here. Then in the like the third paragraph or the fourth paragraph down, it says simply playing a lot of video games isn't enough to count as a disorder. Rather, the disorder occurs when gaming interferes with people's daily lives. It's like a, a pattern of persistent reoccurring gaming a disorder. A gaming disorder is a pattern of persistent or re uh, recurring gaming behavior, which people lose control of their gaming behavior, give priority to gaming over other interests and activities. And continue to game in despite negative consequences such as impairments, failure. See, this is something that DJ was just basically talking about. Now, I, I, I think with, I think DJ is actually right with that when it becomes a disorder because it dysfunctions your daily life. But the addiction part, I think that's what you're hanging on, Bills. I don't think there's a necessarily this uh, an addiction of video games unless you know it becomes a disorder. So I don't know if it's. Uh, if they're too intertwined, it can be intertwined, but it just seems like uh, I think it's more of a disorder than a, a, a than an addiction. I, I lean I towards think, that more. I think, truth be told, there are a lot of things in life that can be considered a disorder if that's the case. And quite frankly, I just think it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, oh, well, I chose to go to work instead of hanging out with my friends. Is that a work addiction? Is that a work disorder? It's I'm sorry, just, that example is a stretch. It's I not. It's I might just have to say it right there because that's just that's a conscious not, choice that you're it's making. Not, it's a they're, conscious choice to play video games or going to work too. No bills. They're they because what they're saying they, is yeah. Not, I'm, about, I'm about to say now. I now I've seen people and I know people and I'm not gonna say I dwelled into it myself. It it can become that it it it, be, it could become impulsive to the point where you're not making the choice. You're just playing yeah, the game, and that's what and that's what that's what they're getting at. They're yeah, getting and at I, the I think on that end, yeah. they're not getting at a conscious decision and to there are choose one over the other. Make, and there are plenty of people who make the con the the impulsive decision to go to work instead of hanging out with their friends when they know they should. They take an overtime shift. So what's or, the or, or vice <laughs> versa or vice versa? But what's, what's the, the negative content? Wait, man, hold up. I have to ask this question. Then what's the negative? Negative consequence of it. Just what they're talking about in the article. Losing what is the what is the long term negative consequence of working overtime over? I, I I'm just trying to get where you're coming from as far as your examples. So you're That's telling all. me going to work and taking overtime shifts instead of hanging money. out with your family. Once again, going to work instead of hanging out with your family, taking overtime shifts is not a long term hit to your social life. That's what you're telling me. No, because you're you're obviously you're making a conscious I, I think, decision I think, I think, to I think, do I think something to better yourself. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I think I think when you look how at is, how is uh, working too much bettering yourself? You get well, I mean, paid money. I mean, you may like to work. Yeah, okay. financially, it's not, and it's not an impulsive decision. So, I'm sure you're asked, "Hey, do you want to work overtime? Yay or nay?" And most you, of the time, people say no. Some people say yay because they want the extra money, but they're I, not doing it based on impulse. I worked at TSA where I saw people not want to take shifts, talk all day about not taking shifts and ending up taking shifts to the point where they made over $25 an hour and then and didn't have any time to spend it or friends to spend it with because they were too busy impulsively accepting overtime shifts. It's the same shit. So what consequences is it to them? On, I, got, I got I got a question about that. So when somebody does do anything like that, like say if they're working, at the end of the day, you are providing. I ain't gonna say like a a, a mental a mental health 
better or better than yourself on a mental level, but financially you are. I can see what some people may not look at it like that, but when you're like playing video games, hey, let's be honest, we're technically not doing anything productive that will actually better your way of life. So I guess that's where some people say this is a disorder where, like I was looking at the paragraph, like you will have, you lose gaming, you lose interest in other activities with family relationships, social lives, and even like work duties. And that can actually, and just to cut in, that that can actually lead into other things that uh, go down that, to go down that rabbit hole. He's talking about depression. But we don't live in the day and age where actually gaming too much would not better you because you could easily get more money based on streaming and things like that. Everybody can't be a streamer superstar. And everybody can't sit and work hours after hours after hours at work and spend that money when they have no time to spend the money. I I, I think, think, no, because I honestly, I'm not hanging myself because you're not making any sense. You asked what the negative effects were. I told you what the negative is actually on to something, but he can, if you take out the work aspect of it and add something else, it will be perfect. Like say, for instance, like say, DJ Detroit here in the chat said he would like rather be on his boat fishing. What if somebody just want to fish all the time instead of actually going to work compared to somebody who would rather play video okay, games all the time? That's a better example. Yeah, that's like, a better example. So, I yeah, can like, roll with like, that. Like, that's like, why, that's yeah. why when Bill but, said the example that he said, but like, like, I jumped on that example, that specific yeah, example. I, mean, no, just to no. get a, I wanted a better example. Yeah, but you know, he's absolutely versus... not wrong. He's not but, wrong. But like you said, like what DJ right. Detroit said, it, like he likes to go fishing. If somebody rather like want to get on a boat and go fishing all the time and don't go to work and don't hang out with their family, compare it's, it's the same parallel as somebody playing a video game and not doing the same thing. Work is, I mean, I think, if, I think but, work, work is a little asking, different. But if you're asking the negative effects, and I tell you the negative effects, you can't then say, "Oh, well, that's not negative." It is negative. No, no, it, 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 it's a negative. Your social life. I'm talking no, no, that's right. You're right. It is negative because you still miss out on those things. But on the flip side of that, you just have to be physically responsible with the money that you have because you still will make enough money to take care of yourself. Now, if you're just working, and like say, for instance, if you're working, you're still paying bills, you're still giving money to your kids, you're actually doing things you're supposed to do with that money the correct way. Is it really that bad of a disorder compared to your gaming all the time and not making any money? I understand what the streaming side you're talking about, but let's say if you're just gaming all the time and you're not making anything on the back end, you're not being productive with it. it of course it, not. But, yeah, I mean, but you're not wrong, Bills, at all. You're not. It's just that yeah, I just I think, think the, the effects it's that not I mentioned were, yeah, my effects that, that I mentioned was. I went to an, an example that they used in their own article where okay. it talked about personal life and family relationships and socialize. That's what I talked about. I just use that as an example. What Doug Thomas just put in the, in the, um, in the, uh, in the chat is perfect. He said, sometimes he calls in sick to play video games or if I'm hungover. Let me tell you what I did. I talked this, I, I talked about this with my wife before. My wife asked me, because you know I own a lot of games. She's like, if there's ever been a time where you were just you felt like you were actually stuck and you just wanted to play video games all the time, where it blinded your judgment. Call of Duty 4, we were just talking about this. When Call of Duty 4 first came out on 360, I had a 360 at the time. I literally called into work two days straight in a row because I just wanted to play that game. And it, it, it and then after that, I realized okay, if I call in on the third day, I'm gonna have to have a doctor's excuse. 
I better not do that. I better go to work. But I really didn't want to go that third day. But it blinded my judgment because I missed out. I mean, I ended up having to use like my vacation time and that kind of burnt me on the back end. But that's the only time I know where I was like, fuck this. Because the game just came out. It was amazing. I never played a shooter like that. And I literally called in to work because I did not want to go anywhere but stay in front of that TV and play the game. So it 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 can happen. And like I said, Bills, you're not wrong. DJ, you wasn't necessarily wrong. It's just that the parallel wasn't there all the way compared to like the examples that are out mm-hmm. there. I think my thing with the, the video game addiction is I, I think it's very subjective. I don't think that people can just look at this and automatically say that video like like one person situation means it's automatically an addiction or a disorder because there's a lot of subjectivity to it. Yeah, I mean everybody's different. You're actually that's why right. I, yeah, that's why I think calling it a disorder and addiction is just absolutely ridiculous. I think I, I think I think the term disorder is perfect. I don't think the addiction part is because people just do things differently. Disorder is easy because you can look at the the what's going on around them to say, okay, this is out of whack. So well, it's much easier to the the claim that you have not just a gaming disorder, this could be like a you know, you're dealing with any other other hobby. Like if you're not like having your shit together and you're not able to go out and you know, I mean, you don't even have to socialize with friends. It's just like if you don't have your shit together in your home, and all you want to do is have a damn controller in your hand. That that's somewhat of a problem. Yeah, you know? let me. I'm actually. Let me see. Put an example. My girl responded to it, and she was like, um, "I am a workaholic, and you can better yourself when you work because you can spend the money." You do gain something, something video gaming. You're sitting in a room. Now, this is her take on, on video gaming. It's like something video gaming. You're sitting in a room. It could be dark. You're not even getting up. You just look at a screen. You cut yourself off socially. You don't gain. So so what about from the perspective of people who don't want to be social? Oh, that could be Again, a whole, that's, that's a whole different issue, though. I mean, bills, bills, bills. I'm going to agree with you on this because you do you do have to it's got to be a, a one by one cases or one on one cases. I'm like, you have your standard for what? OK, let's look at it like this. There's got to be a standard for the way people do their lives. There's a natural balance of things. It seems like with this, you want to identify what are the outliers. And when you have your outliers, are those outliers um, detracting from the standard? Now, the standard, there's a social norm. But even then, you have to be careful where, you know, each person's standard is different, how they run their lives. So there is a case for people like us introverts that don't want to always deal with society as a whole. Uh, that I like our alone time. And most of the time, we're playing video games. It keeps us out of trouble. Just to present the other side, it keeps us out of trouble. We're not out on the streets <laughs> doing the very here, thing that a thing, lot of people used to do. Here's the other thing, though. Mm-hmm. Let's say the what somebody perceives as negative effects to their life actually turns out to be something that brings them more happiness by just playing video games. Part of it can be impulsive, but the other part of it is if you're taking days off of work to just play video games, 
I think that might be a deeper issue than the video games. I think you might be trying to just get away from your job. I think if you didn't have a video game console, I don't think that that would be an issue. I think you would be going somewhere else and doing that every day Why rather than just not going to your job. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Why can't it be both? Because we live in a society, a pluralistic society, where two things can happen at the same time. It'd be a combination. No, no, I agree, but I'm saying I think that that's something else that has to be looked at as far as, like, I think I think somebody that, you know, plays video games all the time, I will look at it as what is the drastic change happening in your life over a period of, over a period of time? I think that would be an addiction. I don't think like if you look at people who get – like if you look at people who get addicted to drugs, there's a drastic change in their life, not just their behavior, but their life, who they have but, around them see, and how their day-to-day process goes. I think see, I, don't, I don't like yeah. I don't I don't like the term video game addiction because when you look at addictions, people that are going that are addicts, they Can't it's not the fact that it's not that the actions around them are like they're having withdrawals from other people and they're doing things different. When someone has an addiction. They do anything. Their attitude changes. That yeah. they do different things to people to get that get that high or whatever. Like say, for instance, if somebody was addicted to video games, like truly addicted to video games, they will probably hang around GameStop, Best Buy. You know, talking to people about video games all the time, playing video games all the time, um, probably stealing other people' games. You yeah. know, it, they'll no, be there's, doing there's, that. There's another factor in this. Um, there are cases where, like, and I figured this is more aimed at, at, at children more than anything. Is okay. that you know you take away to kids, you try you try to take away video games or any device from kids these days. The reactions you get versus how we used to react when we had when we had gaming devices taken away. Total, it's like a total. Uh, it's like being plugged into the matrix and being unplugged with these right. kids. But I right. think that, that that's back. see that's the addiction thing versus the mental disorder. But I think that, that is the difference between those two. But I think the reaction goes back to you stripping what they view as happiness away from them, because. But Bill, it, that, that's that's tough though, because when somebody's going through all of that to be happy, no, that's, no, not, that's, that's, not no, no, that's different. I'm talking about the, just strictly the reaction of stripping something away from a person and how they react to it being stripped away, I think has a lot more to do with happiness than their addiction. Now, well, all, the other, all the other shit that you were talking about is completely Yeah, but if they're a kid, they, they don't know any better. Most well, kids if, don't know any better when they but deal that with goes into But that goes into how you raise your child. Well, that is true as well. That's true. That's absolutely true. I mean, I mean, if, if all your kid knows is playing video games because you allow that to happen, then that's... I don't think that's so much an addiction as that's just them being used to their natural habitat, which is chilling in their room playing video games because you never brought them around other people who would introduce them to sports or things like that where they would become accustomed to living their life a different type of way. That's why I say it's, I, I just think it's a case-by-case basis. I just don't I just don't like coming to the decision where it's like, yeah, well, we all consider an addiction, so it's an addiction. Yeah, we all I, consider I it. Disorder, I so, think, so, you know what I'm I saying? Think, so, I, think, I think that mental disorder – I think this can go under another phase of a mental disorder. I don't think that the video game addiction officially becoming a mental disorder. I don't think that 
it should be. It, I, that, think I think that's under, incorrect. I think it should be under obsessive compulsive disorder. Right, right. That's OCD. what I'm saying. I think. I, I think. That's I think, more of an OCD type of situation. Yeah, I, I don't think that the addiction itself is a mental disorder, but I think that your behavior of playing video games and the way you react to it can be a disorder. Because so I mean, like, like we just discussed, like we just discussed, an addiction is totally different from you know what people are thinking it is. They thinking that addiction is like okay, you're just playing games all the time. No, an addiction is something like you just love video games no matter what. Like some people love so, to get high, and they'll some people are high on crack. The motherfucker, they're like addicted to that, but they'll use other drugs to try to get that same high. It's, but you know it's, what it's though? The same thing. But see, you brought up a good point. See, now here's the thing: I will never call weed an addiction. I will never call weed a disorder because I can't judge somebody else's life. And I, not me, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't smoke. But if somebody, if somebody's, how do I put? But this? see, the thing if somebody that stays home to smoke weed, I, it goes back to my point about. Maybe that's just what makes them happy. I can't tell them that their life is being derailed because I mean, they I mean, I mean, they're, 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 I mean, that's a product of what's around them. That, that that's that's easy to do. That I, I look right. at it like this. There's so many branches to this tree, right? Yeah, it's, like, it, it's just like uh, you can ask them how productive are you in your day. I'm like a person can show all the signs of addiction and still be productive. So yeah. I, it's See, that, that's why I don't that's why I don't really like to deal with the addiction side of it. And my thing is like, OK, what is actually happening while you're partaking in all this? If your life is in shambles because I think that's some form of a disorder. I don't think it's necessarily an addiction unless you are actually doing the thing that a crackhead does to get this type of feeling that because that that's an addiction i don't addiction and, and disorder are two totally different things i can't see how one can become the other now that, let me that was my issue with it now let me throw this out there um a girl asked me to use myself as an example because years ago i don't know i don't think i still do this but i used to like whenever we get it i get a new game or whatever i would turn my well she says i would turn my phone off i literally literally would not turn it off i would um, put it on silent. I still kind of put my phone on silent these days, but it's not necessarily for a new game. It's more or less because I don't like the phone ringing or whatever the sounds at the because it's like unnatural. So no, I, mean, I no, like that it keeps me unplugged from the phone. But no, specifically for new games, I used to always uh, turn the ringtone off so I wouldn't hit a phone, so I wouldn't answer it. I would be just totally. Well, DJ. Game. So that's so that could be subjective into is that is that a issue or is it not an issue? I don't see, think that's I don't think that's an issue because that's no different from you watching it's, your it's, favorite. But it's gonna depend. But see, it, it, I, don't, I don't think there's no it, different it, you watching you your favorite TV show. Issue, but somebody else well, might you, see but, it. but see, but what, see if your favorite, what if your favorite TV show comes on and you don't want to be disturbed? I don't I don't I, I well, don't hold, on, hold on, VF, because here's the thing. This DJ, you're hitting on a point as to why I'm pushing back so hard on this. See, the thing is, nobody gets judged more in this world as far as like their social surroundings and how they act than introverts. And the thing is, a lot of times, like when I look at these disorders and things like that, and addictions for sure, a lot of times I go back to people calling introversion a disorder. Well, they can get they can go to hell. 
Yeah, and, but, 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 but that's, they but definitely that's, need to go to hell on so that. When I hear disorder, and I think, well, you know, people have been telling me for years that my social life is unhealthy because I have a small circle of people that I talk to and I keep to myself and I don't talk much when I'm out and blah, 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 blah. If, 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 if I'm out too long with a bunch of people, I don't know with too much noise, I, I leave and I, I, I won't say I break down, but I just go back where I can recharge. People call that a disorder. So that's part of the reason why maybe I am not really using a lot of objectivity in this because i see it so often when people talk about introverts and i think that video gaming being one of my big time hobbies and and one of my passions i just look at this i'm just like like fuck like i don't like i i'm i'm so productive that i i earn time during the week to play video games right so it's like just for me that's why I'm pushing back so hard on it. I know y'all understand the introvert life because y'all are introverts. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, that's part of the reason why I'm pushing back so hard on it. It's like these extroverts always try to tell people how to mold their social life. What they count as productivity isn't productive to a lot of introverts because I could sit and read all day and I could be productive and it could be a book I've read before. Right. So it's just that that's where I look at it. And I'm just like, I, yeah, I, I just don't but, agree with but it. But while you're reading that book, are you brushing your teeth? I can see the base level of productivity. I, I understand. Uh, let, let's go look at some of the let's, let's look at some of the chats that uh some that was some people put. Chris Thomas said 10 to 20 years, 10 to 20 years ago, no, but now yes, he also agreed because you know in Asia there are deaths. Because people died in gaming theaters. Yeah, that's another. That's the yeah, extreme that's, factor, right? Yeah, there. that's the extreme one. Um, yeah, DJ true. Detroit said that he totally agreed. Most people are slaves to the job. He'd rather be on his boat fishing. Amen to uh, he also said his grandfather died with a million dollars. He worked hard. You better enjoy it because life is time. Life because time is short. Yeah, that was a pause, Megan. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, let's see. Uh, we talked about what Doug Thomas said about being hungover here, calling sick. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, another one that he put out is really good. He, said, he also think that addiction with drugs, you'll try to do whatever it takes to get the drugs, like stealing from other things. And see, that's what I was talking about compared to this being a mental disorder. Two, yeah, that's two when your that's when your characteristics change and you do shit outside of who you are as a person. It changes you as a person, just your mood and your right. you know what what you would do, like. That's I, I definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I put the link into this um in the chat so people can actually look and read the the article we are talking about. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a live science um website, but it's it's verified and also it's actually the actual article came from a USA Today um uh, article, but I didn't want to put the USA Today one up because there's a lot of pop ups on the USA Today website for some reason. So, but what's up to Dial Fifty Two? Thanks for coming through. Um. Anything else, else y'all got for, about this topic? I think this is a very healthy topic. Yeah, right. it definitely it's definitely a healthy discussion. It was way, like, it's way better than I thought it would. It's, it's better. It's good to see the balance in this whole discussion. And just, I think, I think we're all in agreement that it is a case by case situation. It yeah, can't be absolutely uh, right. But I'm glad it's being recognized because it's there. We just, I like it was something that needed to have awareness brought to it. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. awareness definitely, definitely the awareness side. But I, I just think the the addiction side is like, I, I think they could have used a different word because addiction. Us gamers, we don't, we're not a, 
most gamers in general, even the ones that are hardcore, like he was talking about, the ones that was in those uh, in in Asia, yeah. they're not addicted to games because addiction is totally different from just wanting to play a game all the time. Right. Totally different. Because yeah. addiction is really a, a total attitude changer compared to it's like to me, it's no different somebody who wants to watch movies all the time or somebody who wanna go to the race car track or, or like what uh um DJ Detroit said, he wants to fish all the time. I don't think that's a, an addiction. I think there's somebody likes to do what they like to do. I mean like, shit, we sure as hell would have a sports addiction, wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. You know. Uh, anyway, speaking of yeah, 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 exactly. Um, AW. It's the first time we're actually going to talk about wrestling. These guys, DJ and Bills, are going to take the reign. They're going to talk about double and nothing. I'm going to learn something. I'm pretty sure people who are listening already know. So this is where I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm going to learn because, God damn it, I am determined to get back into wrestling. Damn. You two guys can take it away. Let everybody know what happened this past weekend with this pay-per-view. All right, Bills, I'm going to let you, since I let off last time. Okay. Um. So basically... This past Saturday was the first death nail to W. Wait, man, let me cut in. You can hear the happiness in Bill's voice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Been, we've been waiting definitely. to talk about wrestling for quite some time. Yes. So, yeah, this past Saturday was um, the first shot fired from a new upstart wrestling company, AEW All Elite Wrestling. It was started up by former, well, some former WWE wrestlers. Other just indie wrestlers that have been wrestling for a while, uh, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, Cody Rhodes, uh, son of Dusty Rhodes, brother of Goldust, um, Kenny Omega, one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's wrestled all over the world. Um, and Tony Khan, son of, uh, shoot, what's the, what's his father's first name? Wait, oh, you're talking about, uh, what is it, uh, Owner of the Jaguars. Con or yeah, owner of the Jaguars, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, his last name's Con or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. they have a lot of money behind this company. They have a TV deal. They're gonna be on TV. It's uh, Saeed Khan. That's okay. Saeed Khan. Um, yeah, so they're gonna have a weekly episodic uh, TV show starting in October, two hours on TNT. So they have a major TV deal. And yeah, this past Saturday was basically their first show to kind of. Uh, hold on, real, real quick. I got yeah. a question. Mm -hmm. AW has a, a major deal with TNT. Yes. Yes. Why the AF couldn't get that? I mean it. <sighs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bills, you noticed that went over DJ's head, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. messing. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I, I mean. Man, we missed the AF. I really do miss that. I, 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 man, I you talk about a huge void and just not it just was a, it was a great filler for football. And it is it gone. was. It's just it's mm -hmm. sad, man. But they just didn't have the money behind them, I guess it turns out. But right. Yeah. Um the money that was stolen, but <laughs> not right. um, but yeah, so it's they they had a pretty good show. It was a bit long, it was a bit long. Not as long as those other WWE pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, it's not eight hours. No. Hold on, um, wait a minute. They had an eight-hour pay-per-view WWE? They've had eight-hour pay-per-view. was like yeah. almost ten hours long. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember it used to be a four-hour show. <laughs> not anymore. Bro, let me tell you something. The, the monthly shows are four-hour shows now. 
Uh-huh. Oh man, keep going, man. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so they had they they had a about a six hour show. It was a bit long, but it was it was all right. They had an hour pre show, which we'll get into. I I wasn't feeling it. Um, but yeah, the main card. I'll let I'll let DJ um give his thoughts first on what he thought overall about you know just presentation wise and just everything. Yeah, I I definitely like the overall presentation. It definitely look to me i've been watching wrestling for i think ever since i was six years old good grief mm. um it had that wcw feel yes it. um the lighting the camera work mm-hmm. uh you know the cast of characters that were out there uh there was there was some surprises that hold on real quick up. real quick before you keep going did mm-hmm. you get a tna feel from the entrances yes Okay. Yes, the t- there was definitely a TNA feel from that. So it was like a combination of TNA, Ring of Honor, uh, WCW, uh, the 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 wrestling, the type of wrestling that was being done, and maybe a couple of the matches kind of remind me of the old NWA style. Oh matches. wow! Yeah, oh, you wow. So, yeah. he went back with that. I remember the NWA. So and, and specifically Dustin and Cody. Mm-hmm. It was specifically an NWA type match. Right. I'm like, you got everything in this match. So mm-hmm. um uh the ending was was what it was supposed to be. Yes. And even the uh the vignettes that have been shown post, even during have been I think been spot on. And then also the mic work on some of the wrestlers. Oh my god. And, uh, hold up. This is a key thing. I said wrestlers. Yes. That's not central. Not superstars. Right. Not performers. Wrestlers. They are wrestlers. These okay. are not like superstars you know. or whatever. These are wrestlers. They came here to do well. They'll entertain you with their wrestling. Yeah, they the, are wrestlers. The, the, and that's you the main see, thing that, you're going to get from AEW. See, mm-hmm. that was one of the beginnings of the end for me because they started trying to advertise them as entertainers. But I'm with you, DJ. I started watching wrestling when I was like five or six back in the 80s. And they were these were wrestlers. These guys that you looked at, you thought they were menly men. They were wrestlers. These were strong guys that was in the ring. And they played off each other. But they entertained you with what they did. They're, they weren't entertainers first. And not to get into a spiel about Vince McMahon, but his issue has proven to be he's been trying to get away from the stigma of wrestling. Why? For I, I don't I don't get like his father's turning in his grave right now. His yeah, father, I can imagine. I can imagine turning in his grave right now because all Vince has done, I think it started when they lost the case. Uh, for WWF, and he just kind of went crazy with, you know, well, we're going to name it World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. by then yep. it started to go that, down. It was around that time, too. And, yeah. it, and it started, and it, and it kind of started. I mean, now, every now and then in the 90s, they did call their guys superstars, but it was very rare. They were, it was a wrestling show. It was but, run but, like but a I'm wrestling saying, oh, yeah, show. The thing about it was they didn't push, they yeah. didn't push the superstar mantra. They just called them that. And right. here's the thing, DJ and VF, I know DJ knows this for the most part. The thing with wrestlers, wrestlers are, they, they have a very unique skill. Yeah, okay. 
they're kind of like movie actors that don't get a second chance to do it over. And on top of that, they aren't handed a script and say, hey, say that. They are skilled by being able to talk about a topic. They can be given a word and talk about that topic for five, ten minutes, joust back and forth, have responses, rebuttals, all off the top of the head. So when you take that away and you give them a script and you tell them, say this, Mm -hmm. It takes away what a wrestler is because that's what used to be so entertaining about a Ric Flair. Imagine somebody handing Ric Flair a script and saying, here, uh, I've been watching tapes of you for the longest time, and this is what I came up with. I typed this, I typed this prototype of what Ric Flair is supposed to sound like. Now, go out there and say that. Really? Mm. But, I mean, you knew even back then, you knew these guys or who they were, and they, they were – Made they were definitely talented because they they were off the cuff. It was good. They played the role very well. It, they played it yes. so well, you actually felt that that's who they really were. Yes. It wasn't just their persona. It was like like me with. I mean, I'm not going that far back, but I remember like with Harlem Heat. I actually thought yes. the dudes were brothers. I thought you yeah. know. I thought it was you know it was what it was. It's like when I look at Harlem Heat compared to what you know. Um, what's his name now? Damn, what is his name now? Booker T. Booker T. Yeah, you look at mm -hmm. him what he is now. It's like it's two different people. But I always remember Booker T. as a member of Harlem Heat. That, and, that like even with Shawn Michaels, it took me a long time from for me to not think of Shawn Michaels as a member of the Rockers. It took me a long time to remember. And the key, and the key to it is even even guys that were I'm not going to use too many insider terms because I'm not an insider, but the bad guy, the heel, even guys that were the kind of like the pipsqueak chump version of that, they would they would still come across as guys who would beat the shit out of a regular everyday person because that's how the wrestling show was written. They were written to be badasses. When they were seen out in public, if you lost a fight, you used to get fired, right, from a company. You know what I'm saying? It was just different. So to go back to AEW, they're bringing that back. You have MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, uh, you know, MJF is short for that. He, to me, is just, he's a throwback, man. He is so witty. His promos are so just, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, I, I get so many, so many different vibes from him, from The Rock to Ric Flair to people who watched NWA back in the day and, and you know, Mid-South, Gino Hernandez. You know, people who, you know, they're so snobby, but some of the shit they say, you just have to laugh. Like, it's just funny. Right. He got, he gave me that vibe. He's just an old-fashioned heel, man. He's just well, an old-fashioned I mean, like, heel. Yo, like, I mean, like, if, I, I just can't get uh, enough of, like, the guys who I watched growing up, and they're like, you really, I, their persona yeah. was so done, done so well. I mean, larger like, than yeah, when I saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan with the American flag, like, I actually thought in some cases, this guy's an American hero, you know, like, yeah. with Sergeant Slaughter, I thought the motherfucker mm -hmm. was in the military. Right. It's like, I, I, I literally felt that from him. It's like, when I got older, and you, and like you said, they started doing the entertainment side where you could tell wonky was kind of off a little bit mm -hmm. that's when i kind of got you know a little bit um this uh i got this uh, uh, uh attached from it i got this attached from it 
And it's almost to the point where they say, well, everybody knows it's fake, so let's just insult everybody's intelligence. Right, exactly. That's that's the issue is, like, spitting in the face of wrestling fans who, yes, we know it's... Yeah, I I remember... We know it's scripted, but... I don't even know if DJ remembers this. Mm -hmm. And Bills, you probably do, too. Remember when The Undertaker first came out? Yep. And yes. he was like literally coming down the aisle, and kids were literally crying yes. when he came to the ring. Yeah, it's like that's the magic that that wrestling used to have, right? Like Doug, Doug Thomas says, you remember the Demolition Heart Foundation, the LOD, the Bushwhackers, yeah. all of it. I mean, those those groups they made you feel like you wanted to be a part of it because it's like they actually played the role so well. It's like and, that, and, that, and, that right there alone make me will make me want to come back to wrestling if they bring that magic back. And that's the thing. It's just like they had the creative license to, to you know, do those things and really get their character over with the people where, you know, they would get a negative reaction or a positive reaction. And they were great at it. But when you when you go and you start doing things like, once again, insulting our intelligence, like, for example, I know that movies are fake. I know that it's a script they're going by. But just imagine if right before you start a Fast and Furious movie, they said, well, just so you know, those cars didn't actually, you know, go under the truck or anything like that, you know? So it's like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I want to be engrossed in it. I know wholeheartedly give that us, it's scripted. Give us but, a few hours of a fantasy while yeah. we're, we're like, while we're bogged down in all this real Entertain us. Right. Entertain us, but entertain it. Entertain us in a way that, like I said, it's not insulting to our intelligence. It is age appropriate for folks who are watching it because, quite frankly, what made wrestling so great back in the day was we you kind of felt like you were in an elite class as a kid. You weren't supposed to be watching it. But because you were watching it, because your parents let you watch it, it was like, you know, I felt like I was watching something that you I felt like you, were, you felt like you were, you you felt like you was being a badass while being like a, a badass. It was like a, it was like a, it was a guilty pleasure. It's like right. oh shit, like I'm not supposed to be watching Don't Be a Menace at the age of 10. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I compare it to, but AW harkened back to all of those things this past Saturday. There were definitely some downsides to it. I didn't really like the comedy bullshit that they put in there. Oh, and that Royal Rumble? Yeah. Uh, So many. Yeah, just so many negative indie bullshit. Matter of fact, I don't mean to cut you off, but they even talked about that moment with uh, Tommy Dreamer. And I I forgot the the guy's name they were talking about when he was doing Orange something. Orange something. Yeah. Yeah. Orange Mayhem or something like that. He was just like doing like these little like soft kicks. They they weren't kicks. He was just playing. And then Tommy Dreamer was like, you know what? And they threw him out the ring and and he quote unquote no soul. Even being thrown out the ring because he all he did was uh just get up and just calmly walk away. I'm like, right. yeah, that was that was stupid. Yeah, it's it's just it's one of those things where, to me as a wrestling fan, I've been watching wrestling for a long time, and the wrestling, see that, and people in the YouTube section, like I went and talked about. I was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I found a YouTube video and I put it in the comment. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And somebody's like, oh, because yeah, he's the first comedy wrestler. No, 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 no. Doink was a comedy wrestler. Yeah, Doink but was a comedy wrestler. Yeah, there were plenty of comedy wrestlers right. before. And Doink did stuff that was funny, but it didn't insult our intelligence. And when but he, he got was also, ring, a, 
He also because Doink started out as a heel, right? Yeah, yeah he did. He, he, he did because so he, he was fucking with everybody. Matches. He used to make that, kids cry and yeah, he used to mess with people's matches and yeah. he was like a big ass nuisance at first. But right. but his entrance theme though. Yeah, it started out all happy and hunky dory, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it would go din din, and it'd be like this villainous laugh and right, right, right. Then when he became a baby face, yep, they just kept was, playing the first part out. Yeah, he was a he was a comedy wrestler, but at the same time, the comedy was not insulting our intelligence. When he got in the ring, he was all business. Right. right. Yeah. 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 That, that's true, man. When he wrestled, he wrestled. <laughs> like, like there's comedy, and you can do comedy in wrestling, but not comedy that insults the act of wrestling. That's mm-hmm. like tapping, like, 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 like gold dust. Right. Um, D'Lo Brown. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of comedy, right? Eugene, for people that watched in the early 2000s, Eugene. People would be triggered by Eugene now. Oh, you you can't depict who originally disabled. I'm like, he's a high functioning mentally disabled. It'd be ridiculous. Doug Thomas puts in the chat the only time he didn't like The Undertaker when he put the Ultimate Warrior in the coffin. And then I remember that. I didn't like like Ultimate Warrior, so. (laughs) Yo, I I used to love Ultimate Warrior for some reason. I mean, me, I guess I was somewhat of a hyper kid. So, yeah. I can relate to his ass running around like that. So, all right, so we, we we keep referring back to WWE. We need to keep it on AEW though. Well, yeah, well, but, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, but 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 you think about it, we're just going back to what it used to be and what AEW is trying about, to. I'm thinking about time constraints here. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, so AEW was a really good offering. They had matches that made sense. They uses wrestling. Yeah, use wrestling psychology, all that good stuff. There were a couple of low spots, a couple of low points, but I mean, as long as they try their best to stay away from that comedy bullshit, I think they'll be fine. Okay. I know when I was talking about the camera work, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they didn't. I hope when they go to the TNT in the fall, mm-hmm. um, they don't adopt that because WWE would sit there and they would have that camera. Somebody's oh, really being yeah. hit. It would zoom quickly in and out. It, it that shit makes me dizzy. Right. <laughs> so it was it was refreshing to watch the pay per view. Well, actually, technically, I didn't watch the pay per view. I just caught the highlights. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen enough of the matches. In the they weren't even highlights. People directly loaded up matches. And I watched yeah. them all. So there, I didn't pay pay the money. But anyway, <laughs> um. A lot of aerial shots, low aerial shots of the mm-hmm. ring. Um, they kept the focus on the ring. They had your traditional cameraman at ringside that caught the close-up part of the action. Yep. Uh, the 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 canvas, dark colors with a with a light color like a sky blue type of. It was like gray or sky blue mm-hmm. blue at one point. Well, yeah. and Dan. Course, you had the Cody uh Dustin match that turned it all crimson red. Oh, here's another thing people who don't want to watch WWE anymore because it's too clean cut and not how an actual fight would be simulated. Plenty of blood in that Cody and Goldust match, yeah. enough blood for the next year worth of match. Yeah, I saw I saw some people on Twitter talking about this. So like I... they showed a close up of Dustin as he was Ooh. just laying, he was kind of like halfway up, but you could see the Blood just pouring onto pouring the mat. Out. They made note of it, and that was just like good. The announcers are not afraid, and that's another thing. The Jr. was one of the announcers that called that Jim match. Ross. Jim Ross. 
called that match. He also called the match later on between uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Yeah, he called all the ones that were on the main yeah, in the yeah. review versus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was another thing. Yeah, that was part of another low point as far as the pre-show announcement. Oh, God. That, that guy, yeah. So Yo. Jim Ross is with AEW. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. And WWE wasn't using him for anything. Like they weren't you. They didn't. They honestly didn't think he. They would handed fit him in. a script too. Yeah, they didn't that's think he would. He would WWE in. handed Jr. a script to come. Had to. Yes. You could tell he would. He was. I'm like a lot of. Okay, you look at the promos in WWE, and you can tell people are trying to remember the script as they're talking because mm-hmm. they slow their speech down. Uh huh. And a lot of times they'll do this thing where they'll if they kind of flub their line, they'll kind of like step back and then they'll try to do it again. And it's just like and it doesn't fit their character and it sounds like some type of movie. Like the way that guys argue these days in WWE, the way that they converse is not the way you would talk to somebody that you are about to fight. Right. The The biggest giveaway was that remember that one incident where somebody had something written on his hand? It was, yeah. it, what was it? The, oh, it, God. The Rock. Of all and Steve called him out on it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, The terrible. Rock has something written on his hand. I was like, What? The Rock, one of the greatest promo guys in the history of. He has it doesn't need any of that. Well, so that's the thing. <laughs> so, welcome to a company where they're not micromanaging the guys who actually are the talent on mm-hmm. screen. They focus on wrestling, which is what everybody came to see. They're not trying to show you a three-hour soap opera like WWE. Just one more thing on WWE real quick. Let me give you a comparison. So, AEW had a six-hour show of mostly wrestling. Pretty much, I would say, 15 minutes of just shit that wasn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. And WWE's first match on a show that started at 8 o'clock started at 8.50 p.m. Yeah, that oh, would wow. and- I heard that show was pre-taped too because of it being Memorial Day. Because yeah, some of those camera cuts pre-taped. were were kind of like just nonsensical, sensical, or whatever. Not it just yeah, I, yeah. I, don't I, feel I, bad. I, I, you know me. I, I, I get, said that word. So I, get, I, I get I get my words wrong too. You know, bro. Fifty minutes into the show, the uh, first match. And then even even so, the continuity the continuity was there. They stuck to the action that was going on, but it wasn't a match. It was just a it was it was two what two pre it wasn't even it was two outside the ring inside the ring. It was like two beatdowns. Yeah, yeah, involving the same three people. Wow. All right. Um, AW sounded like it was pretty interesting. I'm gonna I'm I'm start trying to get into more more of this wrestling stuff. It's, it's, to me, it's interesting. I just never had a chance to get into it and actually, you know, stay into it. But I'm glad oh, I got you guys on the on the there's podcast. One more thing, just one more thing. Uh-huh. There's there's definitely fallout from a particular wrestler um, showing up at the paper. Well, actually, there were. There was one other wrestler that you wouldn't expect showed up. Bret Hart showed up. Yeah, I heard about that. Presented the championship belt. So that literally stabbed Vince McMahon, no pun intended, in the heart. (laughs) That gives them that gives them such legitimacy. Right. To any casual fan that didn't know anybody on the show, 
Maybe they know Cody Rhodes. Maybe they know Dustin Rhodes. Maybe they're like, okay, I noticed him. He used to be Goldust. If Bret Hart comes out and the first glimpse you see of the title of their promotion is him holding it in the air, that's legitimacy right there. And then here's here's another person that nobody was really talking about that was actually there for that Cody-Dustin match. Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. showed up. And he took Brandy, Cody's wife, out the ring when Earl Hebner, another former WWE ref, uh, who was there in the mask, because he's a part of AEW now, yep. tossed her out. So, and then of course the the huge fallout is is from John Moxley, who used to be Dean Ambrose in the WWE, that shines the light on what a lot of us suspected about. How WWE micromanaged their talent completely, well. completely. And here's the thing for you people: he didn't come out like one of those bitter people who felt like they should have been a bigger star. No, 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 no. He just objectively introduced stories from his time there and let us create our own opinion about it. That's literally how he presented those stories, and it didn't. Like like DJ said, it didn't shine WWE in the best light at all. Okay. It just it didn't. It makes them look very, very bad. So right, let- and, and and he appeared on a talk is was it talk is Jericho, talk is Jericho. podcast. Yep. So check that out if y'all got Stitcher, it. iTunes. Yeah, we're trying to get on Stitcher. <laughs> we're trying to get on Stitcher. So um everybody who's listening, um, if you're listening live, if you're listening on the, you know iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're listening after we um, upload this, after we go live, let us know about what your thought. Let us know about what you know our take on wrestling, and do you want us to continue? Because I'm, I'm actually excited to add this along with you know what we talk about. Um, from what we've seen so far, a lot of people continue to be interested. The guys who are in the chat, and um, I know we have other people listening. You know that don't that aren't here right now. Um, just let us know because we want to add this on to you know what we do here at first and frame rates. Um, another thing that we do, um, we have a poll that comes out. I try to do one every week. I haven't done one in a while, but I put one up um, yesterday. The poll is finished. Um, every you know we'll we'll talk about that poll uh, for uh, it's a viewers poll, so everybody can get their little idea, you know, our take on what they want us, what our viewers want us to talk about, and. This time we um, this one, the worst sports gaming worst sports game feature that was put that was ever created in the sports title. Now I still had the Sim Olympic um, game up there, college football playoff ideas, which I thought was um interesting, and more WNBA exposure, which I honestly didn't think was gonna get fifteen um, percent. Honestly, um yeah, what uh, okay today. Thanks for letting us know that you know it brings back great memories. That's cool. We're definitely going to try to keep bringing it to you guys, definitely. So um, we're going to just jump on this real quick before we hit the other two topics. Worst sports game feature, DJ Go. Uh, What was it, Madden 10, that that replay, that, that, what was it called, Flash? Oh, Madden 09. That was Madden 09. That was Madden 09. Yeah, that rewind feature, garbage. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. That was a real bad one. Um, I'm trying to think, is it? I'm trying to think, is it? I'm like, and I had to think about that for a second. I was just like, but that's the that's the 
biggest one that sticks out to me. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, was gonna. Be, that was honestly gonna be mine. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> I, I mean, can't even think of one, one that's worth. What about you, bro? Like, did you fuck up in a play? Press this button. You can do it all over. <laughs> right. Like, what the right. Fuck? right. Like, right. Really? <laughs> and you could use it in, in in player versus player. Player one versus Dude, player two. That's what made it all right. Hit the reset button. Now you can hit the rewind button. Get the fuck out of here. Oh man, that's crazy. What about you, Bills? Bro, that was mine. I it was oh, hell, rewind for you too, right? Dude, I, I I'd be hard pressed to find another one, even if I sat and thought for a while. That feature was awful because, like I said, you could use it against another player that's that you're sitting right next to on the couch. Worst part about it, you can use it against another player. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad. I, I I'm pretty sure Bills may remember this, but I know DJ remembers this. I can't say it's the worst one, but one of the worst ones I remember. Remember the the phrase that they did when they did the um it was like something similar of a deep dive of I think it was Madden ten or Madden eleven when um dude said boom goes to dynamite oh <laughs> they finally put onside kicks in the game God. <laughs> oh you know what you know what I, that's a, I, I, I would say that, but I agree with you I think I, I think the rewind is the worst but fight I for the fumble was, yeah, I was gonna was, say fight for the fumble that was bad. Was was a cut scene and shit. Who got it? Yeah, and you had to press <laughs> that was for a fumble recovery. It was, it was a cut scene and oh oh shit. Who who, who got it? That, you could put your controller down. Right. That's what I did. I was just like, oh my god. Now Damn. I will say the fight for the fumble on the PlayStation Two version was excellent. I don't think y'all either one of y'all remember this. What happened was it was a but it was it was button mashing. But what happened was, if a pile of people get into a scrum to get the fumble, it was no cutscene. What did it have? It have a um, an icon at the top, and it'll tell you what buttons to press at certain times. So it'll tell you to press X real fast, or circle real fast, or score. And it, it it will change really quick. So you had to like go back and forth. I thought that was pretty neat, even though it wasn't realistic. But if you're going to do fight for the fumble, I, I can see it that way. I have the, another one that's not as high. Uh huh. Is one of the worst features. It's a just hold a button and anybody the interception. No, no, no. no that, that's that's ball, uh, that's ball oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's feature right. too, where you you can hold the button and just automatically get a tackle. You don't have to time anything. Just hold the button, and anybody in your area, you automatically at least be able to make contact with them. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's, that was horrible. I, I don't, I'm 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 still trying to think. I don't think nothing was worse than rewind. I think Madden 09 and Madden 10 was like definitely like the worst because you still had Pro Tech. Pro Tech was horrible. Um, yeah. yeah, fight for the fumble. You had um, like I said, when 09 was rewind. Common theme, folks. All uh-huh. of these are from Madden. No kidding. And all of these are from like a two or three year span. I mean, I don't know what Madden 11 had, but. Ugh. Locomotion. Man had man oh, that locomotion. When they coined the term locomotion, that's yeah. when they and, and the running animations were still the same. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that yeah. literally the rewind feature for rewind is just egregious. Um, like I said, every week I'm gonna try to put up a, a, a poll. I, I know what happened was I was just slacking. On one of the polls, it, it stayed up for like three weeks, but we finally got around to it. But um, I want to try to put one up every week so everybody can actually, you know, vote on what you think we should uh, discuss at least for a brief moment on the podcast. So 
But um, that was a good one. Uh, now, Brent? I got a question for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's up? Is everyone going to be awake for the finals tonight? <laughs> I, definitely, oh, shit, I, I definitely am. Oh, God, is that <laughs> that clown Drake wearing a you know, yeah, the Neil Curry jersey? Yeah, man, I saw it. I yo, saw it. Man. Yeah, I was just like, it. Yo, it, 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 see, this, is, this is the type of shit that's like some WWE type shit, right? Yeah, the NBA had the nerve to yeah. all of a sudden they want to address. Uh, the Drake situation. I'm just like, what, you couldn't address it last round. Drake is. You couldn't address it any other time he's been involved. He's been involved in our series when the Wizards and the, and the Raptors were playing at one point in the playoffs. Right. This clown's been involved in every sideline altercation. The one with uh, Kendrick Perkins. And, and that's what I'm gonna say. I'm tired of people to stop. They need to stop acting like everybody should just be okay with Drake's action. Kendrick Perkins wasn't with it. Let, let, let's let's slow down because we're gonna get to that when we get to the finals. Cause All that right. even though the finals is gonna be it starts later on, yeah. let that be the last topic. Let's talk about the topic you wanted to talk about, Bills, for like forever. Okay, okay. Uh, first introduction into sports. Um, Bill, since this is the one that you really wanted to talk about, I'll let you go first. Yeah, man. Honestly, when I was growing up, my first introduction to sports was uh I went to me and my mom went to this like mom and pop uh like video store. And for the people who were younger than me, y'all might not know there was something called VHS back in the day. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I so my mom, you know, I I was kind of born into the Michael Jordan fandom, so to speak. I was just born into this is something that I was born into. So I said, you know, I want these. VHS tapes. So there were three VHS tapes that I got. One was Come Fly With Me. That was, I think, one of the first documentaries made about MJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Great documentary. There was no, another one. There were two others. I don't really remember the names of them. They kind of were the same. They were released around the same time, too. I think like around 96. So, yeah, I mean, my first intro was definitely, you know, Michael Jordan, the VHS tapes. I used to sit there and just watch them all day, bro. Just all day and then my dad also had these vhs tapes of um you know like the 1991 all-star game and some nba finals games from the 80s and you had the 1992 all-star game all-star weekend festivities just all kind of stuff i used to just sit and watch those just take it all in um by the time i think i got to about 2000 i became a patriots fan i never really watched football prior to that Mm -hmm. so i was about about eight years old, I started watching football. I took a liking to it because the Patriots were actually good. My parents never talked about the Patriots because, A, they weren't really football fans, and, B, the Patriots were kind of ass. Um, so by 01, I was like, shit, oh, this Patriots pretty good. Um, so that was my first introduction to football. As far as other sports, I mean, I just kind of picked them up along the way. Uh, you know, hockey I've really gotten into as of late. Soccer I was into, even back to the days when the women's uh, teams, the women's national teams were really going crazy, like Mia Hamm and, you know, back in the day like that. But, yeah, that was pretty much my introduction to sports, man, just kind of watching Michael Jordan VHS tapes and uh, all the VHS tapes of old games that my dad had. (laughs) Okay. What about you, DJ? Well, back in 1984, maybe it was 83, something like that. I was about three years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father would uh, 
would put take us take me out back and we had this little pitching machine so the first sport i was introduced to was baseball and mm. it had the little automatic pitching machine where it had the little plastic uh looking baseballs with dispense into a, like a funnel and right. then the little hand on the on the on the little toy pitcher would mm. smack the ball towards your way i hit my first home run at at, at four years of age <laughs> So we, because okay. we lived in a home, it was like a single level home, single family home with a fence, a backyard, and everything. That was like the life back then. Mm. Um, so eventually, fast forward into like when I moved up here to Columbia, the first sport, let will see, the first sport I wound up playing when I moved to Columbia was actually basketball. Mm. So, got as far as like rec leagues and stuff like that it was basketball then eventually played baseball funny thing is like i was introduced to football and just playing street ball yeah same was, here i didn't play in in the youth leagues i played my first game it's, it's a scary thought my first game football wise was my was freshman year uh jv and I, it wasn't at the position that I that I own, being a wide receiver. I came in as the backup quarterback. I, the starter got hurt, mm-hmm. and I was responsible for it. Like in that first game, I was literally responsible for. I, I took the W in that game because we won six nothing in that game. But I literally ran that offense almost to near perfection. I didn't throw any passes though because it was like downpour like the worst conditions possible mud rain wind chilly everything and we ran the options so it was just like you know that was a pretty neat thing and i started the next game and i had to take the l for that one because i had to actually throw downfield a couple times i didn't throw any interceptions i do have a touchdown pass for my credit um but to finish out my sports career, I would like to get on the get on the ice. Hmm. Okay. I'm like as much as I know about hockey, I have not. I, all all I know is how to ice skate. I have not shot a puck. I've not held. Well, I've held a hockey stick playing floor hockey, but not on the ice. So I would like to. I would like for that to be the last sport that I play. Okay. Just real quick, I would say yeah, it's just, it was the same with me as far as um. Football, my mom will let me play Pop Warner. All my friends were playing Pop Warner, and I think I was every bit as good as them, but mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to play. She just thought it was dangerous, and basketball was what I went with. I played, you know, T-ball when I was little. Um, I didn't play baseball in high school, but, yeah, I mean, same with me as far as football is concerned. I didn't play till high school, so. Shoot, yeah. My folks, my folks came with that against me. When it came to football, mm. yeah, it turned and look what happened. It turned into a state championship. <laughs> so, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> All, right. All right, that's for me, man. I mean, I've I used to always play like sports with the older guys in my neighborhood because they, I mean, me and a couple other guys. I think we were like maybe five or six, but the older guys were like ten or twelve, and they would we would play basketball on like this this one. This one basketball um, get set up at the park, and it was we didn't even have concrete. It was like dirt around the areas, but we played there. 
that was my first introduction to actually playing sports in general. But my main thing was and, ki and kids for the record, yes, some of us did used to play on crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my cousin, matter of fact, you know, God rest his soul, GP Green, one of my closest friends, he made a um a basketball rack out of um a, a um wooden backboard, a, a, a piece of wood that he found, oh, and a a a, um, a a bicycle rim. Mm. And we used to play like that because he, you know, he couldn't afford it. And then I mean, my mom would have got me one, but our yard wasn't big enough to have a basketball goal. But mm. it was mostly grass anyway, so we played back. We played football back there anyway. So, right. Anyway, man, I missed that dude. Jesus, uh, I missed that guy. Well, anyway, um, goodness, we played football. I always wanted to play football, and my thing was, my favorite colors was red and black. So when it comes to basketball. I didn't even know too much about Michael Jordan like that, but I always was a Bulls. I, I ended up being a Bulls fan because they was on TV one day, and then, you know, this was in you know late late '80s or whatever. And I knew that I always wanted to play football over basketball. So when I started watching basketball football, the 49ers was playing, and I was in love with Jerry Rice. And mm. I always wanted to play receiver, even though I ended up playing, you know, I ended up playing uh defense, but um. I always loved the over-the-shoulder catch. I always loved the going the deep routes, catching the ball down the sideline. Mm -hmm. So my first introduction to sports was basically playing with my friends, playing basketball and football. And the reason why, you know, uh, I love that was one of the reasons why I ended up loving the Chicago Bulls. And I was a big 49ers fan until I got a little older and I realized, like, wait a minute, there's a team in the state of Georgia. <laughs> That has football as well, so I end up end up like the Atlanta Falcons because they were, you know, most likely like the home team. But I, my roots were were 49ers to death. But you know, I, I was a big Montana, and you know, I actually love Roger Craig and 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 John Taylor and all of that. I was a big 49ers fan back then. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's funny. As far as my sports teams, uh. I didn't. I didn't touch on that. I mean, the Celtics were really shit back when I was little, but my mom was. You know, she was a loyal Celtics fan. Now the issue was when we used to go to Celtics games when I was little, we would more so go to see the guy that was coming in on the other team. So like, you know, I, I I went to and go to see up. D Brown. Fuck no. Um, but not yo, uh, you you bullshit. D Brown was my favorite player I used to play with on NBA Jam. That dude no. was a beast in that game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I we went to see the Timberwolves back in KG's prime. Uh we went to see the San Antonio Spurs. We went to see, you know, Allen Iverson. We went to see uh the Lakers. I remember specifically because Pierce had 40 that night and Shaq actually didn't play. He was in a suit on the sideline. I was, I was pissed. Um, I saw Jordan's last game in the garden mm -hmm. uh, as a wizard. So, you know, I was I was a Celtics fan. I was born and raised a Celtics fan. As far as football is concerned, when I was little, the only two teams that were playing on CBS were the Patriots and the Jets pretty much. So that's how, you know, my liking for the Jets came. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm from New England, from Boston. So, you know, Patriots naturally were my team. Right. Uh, as far as my other basketball team, the Heat, that happened. Uh, 
during those Knicks and Heat rivalries, I pretty much just picked a side and I <laughs> I ended up liking the Heat. I liked their jerseys. Their jerseys were cool. And then, you know, once D Wade came in 06, it was a wrap. Like it was it was just a wrap. So yeah, that's that's my sports teams. Well, okay. let me let me talk about my sports yeah. teams. So with the Washington Redskins, I was kind of born into it. My father's a longtime Redskins fan. I was kind of born into it, but didn't really watch them until I was about six. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, seeing players like Art Monk. Uh, at the time, the quarterback was Jay Schrader. Everybody hated him. I even knew he was a bad player. I didn't know what the hell I was watching. He was just <laughs> throwing to the other team. And the Giants were the most hated team for oh, me yeah. back then. It wasn't because oh, yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I didn't hear about the Cowboys. All I know is this team in blue was beating my team badly. There was one day where I cried after a game. The Giants <laughs> demolished the skins in one game. It was that game. It was that playoff game where it was windy and Gibbs could, couldn't do anything. It was like Jay would throw the ball and it would just the wind would take hold of it. And I'm sitting there like, this is bullshit. Well, I didn't say <laughs> that, but I'm like, that's what I'm thinking. Um so uh, yeah, I know. I I know he went to the Raiders afterwards, and yeah, he sucked out there. Also, he was under he was a under he was a covert racist. Oh lord! That we found out <laughs> because he was pissed yeah. when he got benched for uh, Doug Williams. No, he was just right, like, right. I ain't playing behind that. Yeah, I ain't right, that. right, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, but my favorite player of all time with the Redskins was Art Monk. So we get to basketball, and <clears throat> I I. It just turned into a two-team uh, saga because I started out watching the Bullets. They were the, the Wizards now. They're called the Wizards now, but they were Bullets back then. But then Michael Jordan appeared in the game and demolished the whole team, and I had to follow. I was just like, who is this guy? How is it that my team can't beat him? It's not even that they can't beat the other team. They can't beat him. So I eventually rode that Bulls uh, bandwagon for a long time. And then, obviously, I'm back with the Wizards, but, you know. So that's how that went. Hockey, definitely watched the Caps. First game, Caps. Hated the Penguins. Um, Yeah. So that's how that went. And am I leaving? Baseball. Baseball. I was an Orioles fan starting out because there was no team in Washington. Right. And, you know, my favorite player was Cal Rick. My favorite player still is Cal Rick and Jr. That you know, guy was nice. I, I, I really, I really like to like when watching I, When him I played too. baseball, I played shortstop just like him. Like I had the range. I didn't have the height. He'd do like 6'5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had something he didn't have athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> so I could cover ground just at a shorter height. But, um, but then Peter Angelos did the dumbest thing and didn't pay Mike Messina. And then that led to me not liking the Orioles because that was a crucial time when the Orioles were still in the hunt for the uh, World's, World Series because back then they didn't have wild card games. You can go into the American League Championship and then play. And then if you won, you go to the World Series. They didn't have this extra divisional playoffs like they do now. Mm-hmm. So I went without a team for a little bit and the Nationals fell right into my lap. The Montreal Expos left Montreal, came to Washington, was a Nats fan ever since. Okay. Yeah, my most my most vivid memory, um, 
my most vivid memories, I should say, as far as baseball is concerned, that's the one I left out was 03 with Aaron Boone hitting that fucking home run. Oh, that, wow. that, I, I, I cried myself to sleep that night. Uh, that was, man, that was tough. And then, uh, you know, the very next year, Redemption, it was just amazing to watch those four games in a row that they took. It was it was insane. That, that was the most vivid memory of my of my sports life, honestly, was watching the Red Sox come back from 3-0. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so maybe so maybe like on an, another show we can talk about when our teams won championships, what we did, like oh, how yeah. we celebrated and stuff like that. So VF, how'd your team? How'd... Hey, you know oh, the Braves oh, won in '95, so you know I was happy, man. You know that was Braves. great. You know, yeah, well, yeah. When that soccer team, you know, when that soccer team won, <laughs> when the soccer team won, I know what the hell was going on. You know, it was cool. Now, I watched the Bulls win six. Oh, you know, I was happy. You know, that, you know, I, I witnessed Georgia Southern win a couple national titles. You know, what I mean. We got, hey, three, hey, we, hey, we got hey, some rings Falcons, down here. We got some rings Falcons down here. Vikings a year they shouldn't have. They just yeah, 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 yo. Morton Anderson with the ninety-five yard field goal. To oh, ninety-five field goal. Yo, on the NFL level, man. Falcons, man, we struggling, man. But we we got a little something down here, a little something. All right, Doug something. asked me. Okay, he just asked a question. Is that how do you feel about Bryce leaving? Uh, that was perpetuated by the fact that we didn't retain. Um, damn, I can't remember his name. Who was our? He was Dusty our manager Baker. beforehand. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Yeah. Because that let Bryce know that the type of team they was gonna have next, and Bryce really didn't want anything to do with it. So I, I agree with him not signing back with the Nationals. Um, the Phillies was a bit much, but he's. I'm like, uh, people have expected that he would struggle, and he has been struggling. He's batting around like 220 something. It may have came up a little bit, but he's yeah, he 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 he's yeah. been going through it. I I noticed that. Oh, by the way, uh, Boogie is active tonight. Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah I all right, well, 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 let let's get into the NBA finals real quick. First, first, man, I mean, we're gonna talk. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk about this next week. I want to just cover it real quick. Um, Microsoft is um, start. They're going to put more of their games on Steam, and they're basically kind of somewhat dumping the Windows Store. Um, they're dumping the Windows Store. They're going to more. They're going to put more of their games on Steam, starting with Gears. You know, Master Chief Collection is going there. They're going to put Gears Five, Age of Empires One, Two, and Three. They're going to put some more on there. That I, mean, I don't know the whole things about that yet, but we're going to get into that. Down the road, but next week, matter of fact, because I yeah, think that's gonna be. Doing, I know they're doing Microsoft Game Pass for PC. Yeah, yeah, they're doing all that. It's like, like Steam is like they can't they can't dethrone Steam. It's like they they're trying. Epic is trying. Microsoft Windows. They Microsoft been tried at least two or three times. It's just not working. So uh, we're gonna talk about that next week because I, I find that very interesting on what's gonna happen with the next generation consoles if they're gonna continue to go this route because they're talking about right now it's gonna be up to 20 xbox game xbox exclusives going to be on steam so that that's huge hmm. well anyway um nba finals you said boogie is active tonight the toronto raptors are playing the uh oh god they'd have been there so many times damn warriors, oh, warriors. um who y'all got I, I somebody asked me on twitter i i, I say the warriors and six 
because it's, it's kind of hard for me to believe in Kyle Lowry. But um, what what do you guys think? I got Toronto in six. I okay. think Toronto's bench is going to be too much. I think it's finally going to come back to bite the Warriors in the ass, honestly. Hmm. I I did one of those uh, – somebody on Twitter had the little thing where the numbers kept moving, changing, and stuff like that, and I did a quick screen grab. Mine has Toronto in seven. Okay. So is that, how you, is that, that how you feel, or that's, that's how I'm, I'm just going with it? Because I really don't care about neither one of the two teams. They I don't. I don't either. Ah. I don't. I don't either because I, I think I just hope this is going to be a good series. And when you look at the talent pool on Toronto, I think they have enough to. I think they have enough to compete very on a high level. I. I it, it's all on Kyle Lowry, in my opinion. If he, if he plays, if he can give. Toronto at least 20 a night, I can see where Bills is going. I think the key is going to be that Draymond is not going to be able to uh, get to his spots as far as, you know, creating for other guys. He's going to have to be more aggressive. And I I just think based on the fact that Siakam's going to be guarding him and some other guys with length, I think that's going to give them issues because he's one of their main creators offensively. Okay. What, what 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 about? Well, you already said your thing, um, DJ. Do you have any reasoning behind that outside of you just going with it? I'm just going with it because it's like if anything, the Raptors, if they were to win the championship, it would send a message to the Wizards and Ted Leonsis, who still hasn't found the GM. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they need to get on that ASAP. I think right. I think it I think it'd be real interesting to see Toronto win this series. It just my my gut feeling telling me War's gonna win in six. But I, I really wanted to be competitive. The last few series, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I don't have no ill will towards LeBron. LeBron did everything he could that last year. He did everything he could. And it it, it, it was kind of it, it kind of got depressing at the end. It got that bad. So I need All to right. be I need to see a collective team go up against another collective team and actually duke it out all i can say is if you think that this series is ending in four either way you're a crackhead Mm. neither (laughs) team is sweeping the other no 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 hell no i don't don't see a sweep i don't see a sweep there's no way toronto's getting swept we know golden state's not getting swept just stop already seriously i just know this much i think the NBA Finals, the story really is going to be mostly about Toronto. It's their first time there, and the city. It's the first ever NBA Finals being held outside the country. It's going to be about Steph too, yeah. because because if Steph get we we talked about this before we got on air. If Steph gets his MVP, his Finals MVP, and you're talking four rings, man, he got to be top ten, bro. That's oh, just. I mean, I mean, it's it definitely in the conversation. I think he's already top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a different. Well, like I said, you know, you mean, I mean, if he does get the MVP, I think it could be a high, uh, real argument. But like I said earlier, it's going to have for me. For me, it's going to have for him to to go come back next year and win four in a row. And KD three P. Yeah, that will put that will put Curry in a really different level than other people. To even to the likes of somebody like Jordan, even though Jordan's more accomplished, Jordan ain't never won four in a row, bro. You know what I mean? That that's something that's gonna be 
it's going to be a very unique area on the tier level where he's at. You know, I mean, that that's how I look at it. But I mean, right now, if he wins the MVP three out of four, yeah, it's a big conversation for that. You know, what, you know what no one's talking about? Steve what? Kerr's role in the history of the NBA. Yeah, you're right, because you're talking about yeah, Spurs. Three with the three with the wait a second, three with the Bulls. What do you have? One or two with the one Spurs? with the Spurs, I one, believe. Is it one or two? It could honestly be more because yeah, I don't yeah. let me see. I'll look it up. It could be two. I think is it one with the Spurs or is it two? Um, no, because it, it was that strike shortened season. So it was one. Okay. Because remember, between the uh, the first three Bulls championships were two Houston championships. No, no, not that year. He didn't win in '99. He won. In no, 05. he didn't win in '99. Oh five. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was down the road. Wait, yeah. Playing in 05? No, 03. Yeah. three. I'm sorry. 03, 03, 03. Oh, it was 03. Okay, okay, okay. 03. And then it, you got to think about it. What Steve Kerr was. Didn't Steve Kerr play for Cleveland back back when Jordan was killing the Cavs? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, because he was a uh, he was a uh, backup for Mark Price. That's Bro, he got great, that's, he that's got, another great basketball player, man. Mark he's he's about to have nine rings, and uh-huh. and and realize that he was. And this is why I say Mark Jackson sucked as a coach because Mark Jackson had the same team. He took the same roster. <laughs> <laughs> to the finals, and, and it, it's literally the same roster. Like a couple of pieces Ooh, that a, weren't I even got, key I got pieces. A, I, got, yeah. I, got, I, got, I got a question about mm-hmm. that, though. Since Mark Jackson, and I know that's going to be blasphemous, but yeah, Mark Jackson couldn't do it with his own players, what Steve Kerr did. Mm-hmm. What about the correlation with Tony Dungy and John Gruden? Are we going to take the that's, that's accolades from Tony Dungy? Uh, I would say different. I would say it's different. And I would also say that we saw Dungy win on his own, so I can give him what, his full credit you know for what? his rings you know what, on the Colts. That's true, but you know what though? Another thing about that though, if it wasn't for Steve, I mean Steve Kerr, if it wasn't for John Gruden playing against his former team, the Raiders, they probably wouldn't have won that Super Bowl. <sighs> he knew that team inside and out. Okay, I have a correction to make. Kerr has two, I believe. That's what Spurs. I thought. I thought he had two yeah, with the Spurs. 99 and, and 2000. Okay, yeah, he was with, there with the Spurs. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought he had two with the Spurs. That's what I thought. But yeah, yeah I, was, I, just, I was wondering when you said about the Mark Jackson thing, because I was like, we're, we're not about to slander Tony Dungy, but I was just wondering, I just want to know what you guys will say. Well, shit, we can talk about, we could honestly talk about Phil Jackson in, in a similar light. No, not no, so much no, having no, the no, same no. roster, but no, no. hold no, on. No. Yeah, not no, now, no. not now, not yet. No, the, the game's about to start. I'm talking, you know, later down. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, Phil Jackson won 11, but, I mean, that it, this low-key is a lot of holes in that in, in, in that arm in that, in that armor right there. Yeah, motherfucker's a damn thief. That's what he is. Right. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of chicks in that armor when it comes to those rings because, I mean, <laughs> Coaching or players, ah, we, we, we'll get into that another day. Yeah, this we definitely was, uh, gotta discuss it. Uh, yeah, this was first and favorite episode 69. This turned into another great episode, guys. I, a lot better than I thought it would be. Uh, we we dwelled into new territory with wrestling. Um, I thought it was a success with that. The gaming edition top topic was really good as well. 
I think we should try to look for more stuff like that. Um, I don't have anything. You guys uh, catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud if you want to come back and listen to us at a later time. Um, it's probably be easier because you can download it from those areas. Um, also, uh, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm VF Baller. I'm going to let these two guys give you their Twitter handles, and we can call it a day. Um, DJ, what's up? Yep. Well, hopefully next week the Stanley Cup Finals will be over with so we can talk about that. But my Twitter handle is DJ81 at Twitter. You can find me there. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, was it Silent Wolf 81? Mm-hmm. And uh, my YouTube is under Derek Jordan. I just posted a live stream of the last 30 minutes of the game versus the uh, Golden Knights in my franchise, which I've been – it's been going good so far, so that's it. Okay. What's up, Bills? Yeah, you can catch me at Bills4 on Twitter. The Joseph Royal. The the is all capital. J and R both capital. Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud under that name. And in general, you can find me under the performance name Royal when I release my album. So Yeah, definitely. Give me the um give me your link to your SoundCloud because I'm gonna start putting that in the description as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll um I'll send it to you. Okay, you need Bills Fourth easily. His is his um his Twitter handle is Bills Fourth. It's not hard to find. So that it's really how easy to find him, Doug. Um, like I said, next week we're going to talk about this uh, Microsoft thing. Uh, their their games moving over to Steam. Um, I, I know that's one of the topics. I'm gonna try to put another poll up so we can touch on that as well. Um, I, I saw the college football playoff ideas one. Got a lot of traction, so I wouldn't be surprised if that would be it. Uh, other gaming stuff that will go on throughout the week, we'll touch on that. More um, sports stuff, like DJ said, the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, also, the NBA Finals and anything else that comes about uh, throughout the week. So we're going to keep everything up on up and up. Um, you guys, Doug Thomas, thanks. You've been a great, you know, great guy in the chat. Chris Thomas, same thing. Um <coughs> Uh, Tadal 52, DJ, um, uh, Detroit, everybody else. Uh, we haven't seen, uh, um, uh, Pooh wasn't in the, in the chat today. He's probably pirating something. Who knows? Yeah, that, that's why none of the chat has been deleted. Or anything. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> everybody got a chance to talk in the chat. Everybody was like, yeah, we're free now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. All right. Um. I'm gonna probably catch you guys on PSN, man. I'm gonna go downstairs and um if y'all gonna be on PSN, we can watch the game and talk about that. And we're gonna actually brainstorm. I'm gonna ask some got some ideas I wanna pass on to you, Bills, off off uh okay. off air about what I talked to DJ about yesterday. Okay. And um we'll uh we'll touch on that. And um one more thing, Chris Thomas says, no problem. This is the most balanced podcast I know. Oh man, appreciate Thank that. You. Appreciate it. Doug Thomas. Saying yeah. you have a good night. Spread the word. Let everybody know we're out here talking, man. You know, yeah, we need more people like Chris Thomas. Right. Super loyal, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, All right, guys. Followers are the are a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. You guys take it easy. See you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace. Peace.